This morning, uh, we are doing our Easter Sunday, but it, just like uh, the real Easter, I would like us to start with um, this proclamation from uh, a beloved woman, and that being my mom, if she can unmute her mic and, and just share with us what uh, He is Risen means to her. It means everything. I mean, just, you know, the ability to look around and know that in this time of confusion, in this time of uh, separation, knowing that uh, he has a plan for it all and that he is in control and um, the victory is his and and the victory is his in my life. And and I, I strive to live a life that glorifies him <clears throat> for all that he has done in my life. It means everything to me. It's um, my ability to love is through Jesus Christ. And the ability to know that we will get through this and we will come out victorious is because he has claimed the victory already. And he did it on the cross for us. It's the love of Jesus that held him to the cross and with all of our sins nailed with him, he has washed as white as snow and through that belief he's risen yeah and he has claimed the victory yeah amen he is risen indeed he is risen indeed and i can't help but think of uh plants and flowers especially this year with all the nice weather that we've had and um you know what has been like a winter and like in the Northwest in particular, this is what I feel like. It's like this long death is now coming to life. And it, it makes me think of like these little seeds that are in the ground that have been in the ground the whole time. And now from them just comes life. From death comes life. And uh, it's the cracking of that hard shell that becomes roots, and then the plants start to come up and bloom, and the and the plants then have fruit, whether that be a flower or food. It's just an amazing time of the year to see things come alive, and especially, uh, particularly this year for us, like Easter's come at the right time. The weather is like Easter esque, so it's a beautiful time and. Um, Chet and Casey, for those of you guys have seen it, that's uh, our, who we live next to and they're our landlords and they own this place. They have a great backyard, a fantastic backyard. But in the winter, it looks like uh, sloppy weed beds that um, uh, they've, they've just, it's kind of gross and grimy back there during the winter. But now it becomes this wonderful source of joy as the flowers start to become alive. Like the birds are singing and we have bird nests and bird house coming out. The bees are buzzing and you can see them. And it kind of has a resemblance to what uh, was during the winter. But now it looks uh, brand new. You don't recognize it. If you would take the same picture from the same spot of our backyard in December and then have one now, it would look a lot different. It would look um, like a lot of work has been done on this place. And every spring, at least for Mo and I, that we've lived here, it's been an absolute joy and a bit of a, a welcome surprise to see the seasons change in our backyard because the backyard has gone from death to life. Now, 
uh, life in it, the life in this garden that we get to see is not at its heights. Things are still budding. Things are still waking up. It's just like they're just starting to wake up as the seasons change. Or would I, I could say it like this, the plants are not in their final form. There's still more yet to come. They're not fully as alive or as alive as they could be. And soon, if they persist on this path that they are going, um, they will be fully alive. These plants that were once were dead uh, and we couldn't recognize them because they were in the ground will come up and we can see them as they are meant to be. And today, we as a church are celebrating the glorious fact that Jesus is alive. He's no longer dead. He's no longer hanging on a cross. He's no longer buried in a tomb. He is alive. And that's why on Easter we say, He is risen. And you guys say, He is risen indeed. I heard it. I heard it in my soul that you guys said it. So, um, and this is said with joy. It's said with sincerity. It's said with gladness. We are happy that Jesus is alive. Amen. Yet, when the first disciples saw Jesus raised from the dead, when he, when he was not dead but alive, they were shocked and surprised. Despite the fact that Jesus told them repeatedly and fairly often that his resurrection would happen, um, the disciples seem like a pretty dense bunch at times. Like they, they don't seem to recognize Jesus' words until later. And when he had written about these things um, in the Gospels, it even as they're writing the Gospels, it seems to surprise them that Jesus' death turned into life. It's like they don't ever get past this fact. They can't just move past it without being surprised by it, without letting the amazement of this moment change their lives. Now, uh, the women in Jesus' life were to the first to be surprised by this event. They were the first ones to go to the tomb and find that he wasn't there. And the women were the first to have this gospel proclamation that he is risen. Jesus is alive. Jesus' own disciples were amazed and astonished as well. You could say that they were surprised, and this surprise changed the entire trajectory of their lives. I want to say, share three stories from Scripture. One is of, of distant disciples, not ones amongst his twelves, that they saw Jesus when he was alive. And then um, uh, the, the other one is Mary Magdalene. And by the way, Mary Magdalene, uh, even though she wasn't one of the disciples, she knew Jesus very, very well. And yet she was surprised by the risen Christ. And the, the last one that we'll share are the disciples. They didn't even, these were Jesus' closest people to him, and they didn't recognize Jesus at first, which to me is always shocking when I read the Gospels. In his new life, Jesus surprised all of them. The first picture we get is from Luke chapter 24, verses uh, 13 through 35. And I'm just going to, I'm going to read this as we go. But this is on the road to Emmaus. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking to each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. 
but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they and they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And now the chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But they had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, this is now the third day since these things have happened. Moreover, some of the women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early this morning, in the morning. When they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but did not. But they did not see him. And he said to them, and Jesus said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe all the prophets that have spoken. What Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted them in all the scriptures, the things that concern himself. So they drew near to the village which they were going, and he acted as if they were going further. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. So he went and stayed with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread blessed it and broke it and gave it to him and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. He vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did our hearts not burn within us while he was talking with us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they ran that same hour and returned to Jerusalem and they found the 11 who were with them gathered saying, the Lord has risen in a deed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now here is these two men who Jesus or who knew Jesus, even though they weren't some of the twelves, they were walking with the risen Christ. For seven miles, by the way, Emmaus was seven miles from Jerusalem, scriptures tell us. And they even went as far as telling Jesus about Jesus. Haven't you heard, sir, all these things? And then Jesus told them about himself using the scriptures and pointing out how the Old Testament reveals all of Christ to them. And in the midst of this walk, this has always surprised me, in the midst of this walk, they did not recognize Jesus. They didn't recognize him. The risen Christ surprised him when he broke the bread and blessed it. Jesus was changed. He was different. He was our resurrection. The final state must look different than the current one, which makes sense since we, as well, we get to keep changing so that we will look more like Jesus. This is a, it's a crazy story, but I, I believe with all my heart that it's true. Do you think that these men, that their lives would have looked different after this event, after the breaking of the bread and realized that they walked with Jesus. I certainly believe that their lives looked different after this event. But the second story comes from us, 
comes to us from John chapter 20, verse 11 through 18. And this is Mary Magdalene. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. You, if you guys know the story, she ran to the tomb to put spice, or she went to the tomb to put spices on Jesus. The stone was rolled away, and Jesus wasn't there. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my, away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to him, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascended to the Father and to your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he said uh, these things to her. It was Mary who washed the feet of Jesus, whom knew Jesus so well and loved him so much. And yet Jesus in his resurrection body, he is fully alive body. Even speaking to Mary, she did not recognize him. Until, until he called her name. He said, Mary. And then she recognized that this was Jesus. The new life of Jesus surprised even this close relationship of Mary Magdalene to Jesus. But this is what new life does. It is an absolute surprise to us. We get to allow Jesus to surprise us in our lives no matter how well we know him. We get to allow him to surprise us. We get to allow this surprise to change us. We get to let Jesus be alive, more alive than we can imagine, and so alive that we can't believe our eyes until he calls our names. And yet, and this is what Jesus does over and over. He calls us by our names. And as he calls our names, he renames us and he says, you are mine. You are mine. You are now alive in the resurrection of Jesus. You were once dead and now you are made alive by this resurrection. And if we believe in his name and we believe in this this resurrection, this resurrection, the same power that resurrected Christ will be alive in us. It is working in us. It is changing us. It is changing our appearance and our very lives. And we are called, and in the name of Jesus, that is where our true name is found. And in that, we leave the life of death that wants to cling to us, and we start to walk the way of the living. And if we haven't done this, then we, we can hear Jesus calling our names this morning. 
to us. And he wants new life for you. He wants new life for us. A life where your old life will no longer be recognized because this new life has resurrection power living it out. A real life of living named by Jesus and lived in this resurrection power. This life is more alive than anything we could live on our own. And now we get to Jesus' disciples. His inner circle. These are the 11 men are left. Judas, who after betraying Jesus, um, uh, bought a field, hung himself, and is no longer with them. Those who knew Jesus best, who traveled with him the most, who walked with him. These guys would have known Jesus' voice, his mannerisms. Um, I'm pretty sure if you guys saw me in a crowd and, and I was talking, you guys would all recognize me. You'd be like, yeah, that's Scott. Even though I can't see his face, that's him. Look at his mannerisms. And you would be able to recognize me. And there is no way that this crew could miss Jesus, even if he was resurrected. They, they knew him too well, didn't they? I mean, Jesus even told them this was going to happen, so they could have been expecting it. But let's look at two times when Jesus appeared to them. And this first one comes from Luke 24, 36-33. And as they were talking about these things, and these things would have been the things that Mary had said and the things that, um, uh, the, things that the disciples from Emmaus would have said, Jesus himself stood among them and he said to them, peace to you. And they were startled and frightened. They thought it was a spirit. And Jesus said to them, why are you troubled? And why do you doubt? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet that it is, it is I myself touch me and see me for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed him his hands and his feet. And while uh, they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of boiled fish, and he took it and ate it before him. And then the next one is in Matthew twenty-eight, sixteen through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And, they saw, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Some doubted. They, they thought, some thought it was a spirit, that it wasn't Jesus himself. Even in the book of John, it, it, while Jesus, while the disciples were out fishing and Jesus came up to them, they didn't recognize him until he said, put your nets on the other side of the boat and they hauled up a big mess of fish. One commentator about the res, said about the resurrection of Jesus said this, the resurrection appearances showcase the creator God forming a new world and a new humanity with passion, vitality, and freedom in order to do the things of God. Justice, peace, forgiveness, reconciliation, and transformation. So I'd ask, what does this resurrection mean for us? The resurrected Christ 
is constantly changing and making things new. He's not done yet. The resurrection absolutely changes life for us. Changes life for us. It takes our old dead life that was lived in sin and exchanges it for this new life that is full of life with resurrection power in it. Jesus calls our name and gives us new life. And this new life is his life. And in this, he creates something new out of our old and tired lives. We get a new world. And in this new world, we have a new king, and that is Jesus Christ. We get a new humanity, one that is no longer lived for self. Not at all. It is now lived for Jesus. And this is our new reality and our new humanity that we get to walk in. And is in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, What more? God raised Jesus and will raise us too through his power. And this is the power. This power is being perfected. And we are being changed as it is perfected in us. We are going from death to life. We get to be surprised at every turn of this new life being becoming more real. And it doesn't matter how well we think we know Jesus. We get to be surprised by the resurrection of Jesus Christ over and over and over again. If this is your first time believing this, then let this truth change you. Let it change you. Let it shape the way you live from now on. And I pray that we may be like the plants in our garden, the ones that were once dead and now are coming to life. We are changing. And yet, even though we're changing, we're not going to be perfect yet. We won't be perfect until we see Jesus face to face, but we will be changing. We will be changing and we will be able to show our progress as we walk this out in Christ. And by that, people will know that we are truly following him. But we will be changed, and those who once knew us will say, man, there's something different about you. What is it? And then it will give us an opportunity to say, uh, tell them about this new world where Jesus is our king, our new humanity, that we are dead to ourselves and alive in Christ. And, And I think this, some will be absolutely shocked by the change that Jesus has brought to our lives. And this shocking power is first seen in the resurrection of Jesus. And I pray, Grace and Mercy Church, that we will allow our lives to live this surprise, this resurrection out in our lives. That we will allow the resurrection to change us, not only one time, but continually through our lives. That we will let this new life that we have in Jesus Christ and, and this change that is happening in our life, that we'll let it surprise us. That we get to believe in the life-giving power and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I pray that you will let it continually change you. That when we say He is risen, you can say in body, soul, and mind with a clear conscience, He is risen indeed. And in that new life, Jesus will surprise us and bless us and give us this life everlasting. Jesus, I thank you so much that you rose from the dead. I thank you that you are good to us. I thank you, Lord, that 
uh, you are our king, that this newness is real. And it, it, even though it's a surprise, Lord, it's a good surprise where you are changing us and shaping us more and more into your image. In Jesus' name.